0: Absurdist Astrology on Open Lines Radio is brought to you by Synergy Creative Systems. Synergy Creative Systems uses multiple social media and online platforms that operate independently as freestanding entities to post killer content that discreetly work in conjunction with each other to build robust and enduring images and brands through promotion by proxy. to Absurdist Astrology, a podcast where I give meaning to the meaningless through astrological interpretations. If you're new here, hi, I'm Tessa. If you're not new here and you heard last week's podcast where I got very emotional, I just said I would apologize, so I just wanted to do that from the start. As I'm sure you're all aware at this point, that last lunar eclipse in Scorpio was intense. And I'm not even sure if I really spoke about it enough in the context of it being an eclipse um, that is occurring between a very specific phase of now and we will revisit a lot of these themes again come October of this year, 2022. So it's just tough times, honestly. And I think that really brought that to the surface for me personally. Um, As I said, I had to put my pet down he's my parents pet that is but you know I lived with them up until 2020 so we got Henry in 2013 had him up until 2020 and so on um, Friday the 13th leading up to that Scorpio full moon we had to put him down and I mean that's just about as straightforward as it can get with symbolism death Quite literal. Um, It really cannot get more literal than that. Just having to experience death of a loved one. You know, our our pets mean so much to us, and I really found it to be quite profound that I had something that literal come up in my life. You know, I'll be honest. I've definitely been struggling personally um, with the concept of embodying peace and love and coming into the space of astrology you see it's really had me realize just how separate spirituality really is from astrology and I feel like that's a conversation I've been having over and over again with a lot of different people in a lot of different contexts even I I was going um, to a store and then the clerks are there and they're just like talking about astrology like well I don't know about your sun sign and it's just it's very much in discussion and I feel like this is you know phases that kind of come and go we saw it in the 60s, you know, when Saturn was an Aquarius last, and, you know, the 90s too. Um, anyhow, I really feel like when I named this podcast Absurdist Astrology, it was because I wanted to acknowledge how absurd it is that we project all this meaning onto what goes on day to day, you know, and, and really focus on the mundane, right? I think that's a term people hear, and I think it, it automatically translates to boring or... Um, but that that's not true to me mundane astrology when we look at the transits day to day and we do give meaning to this potential chaos it does bring peace of mind because there's patterns here we can look back in history and again that's really what I love to do so I'll be getting more into that of course um but I think we can kind of all relate to that feeling that things are pretty chaotic right now, and sometimes we kind of thrive in that chaos based on what type of home environment you were raised in, I suppose, but, um, you know, I'm a natal Scorpio moon, so again, I just want to start this off by apologizing if last week got a little too emotional, I'm going to try and keep it a lot more light this week, and the great thing is, is we have Gemini Sun happening basically as I'm recording this on Friday, May 20th, Um, But still, I feel like our patience is really thin. Um, If you find yourself being kind of more triggered, per se, uh, confrontational, just know I sure have to. Um, So I just feel compelled to share this story for some reason, um, just about something that has happened a couple times now at work. It's happened three times now. Um, On three separate occasions, I have found marbles in my work parking lot. Um, Strange. I, I once was just right near my car. I think the second time was also when I was parking in the lot. And I also found it near the car, but kind of in a different spot, like adjacent to it. But then the third time I found it, like way further down, it's on a big hill, and it was on the sidewalk adjacent to the parking lot. Um, So three separate times I'm finding marbles, and I just, again, with the literal symbolism there, I've lost my marbles, and I'm finding these marbles, like, who's losing their marbles? Who... Lost like did they have a bag of marbles and it fell and I'm just like finding them as they get blown around By the wind or somebody like planting them down Like It's it's really making me think 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 and I feel like that's just kind of great symbolism for the astrology of what's going on right now as We have the Sun moving in to Gemini um, It's just kind of more this like thinking all the time um, so again I just wanted to share that story. as kind of like if that's how you feel right now. Hopefully we're at least just kind of like picking up the pieces if you feel like you've lost your marbles. Hopefully we're kind of finding them just strewn around some random parking lot after being blown around by the wind or who knows? Maybe somebody's planting them there and that's making us go crazy too because it could be. We don't know. We, we don't have the definitive truth. So again, I just wanted to share that, but in other transits, um, we have Mars and Pisces for a little bit longer. Um, we also experienced a conjunction of Mars and Neptune and Pisces a couple days ago on May 18th. Um, so I think that's really allowed us, or at least um, made us want more downtime, rest and disconnection. Whether or not we really got that is debatable, of course. Again, it's all personal circumstance. but. With Mars in Pisces for this last little bit. Again, I think it's just a final opportunity as it makes an aspect to Neptune in Pisces to kind of slow down a little bit. Um, like I said, with the finding the marbles, maybe we're just kind of like taking our time and looking down and like, oh, that's where that thing I was looking for, losing my head. It was just like right under this thing. Had I cleaned it, I would have found it. That kind of energy. So, like I said, we have the uh, sun moving into Gemini today, May 20th, so I, I just feel like there's like this lifting of heaviness, like the air of Gemini is just kind of like blowing away all that like heaviness and bringing me the marbles I lost to, I guess, <laughs> right, um, so I really also felt compelled to just discuss at length um, a little bit of just Mercury, well a lot of bit <laughs> Mercury is what I'd like to discuss, but I'll, I'll make it quick because I feel like that's just very appropriate for, um, the Gemini themes. But um, just to focus on the luminaries too, as we have the Sun in Gemini, as the Sun transits into Gemini today, we have the waning Moon in Aquarius, which is also squaring off with Uranus in Taurus and the North Node in Taurus. So that's, again, a theme we've been seeing over and over of our humanitarianism as we've had Saturn in Aquarius for quite some time too. So the Moon is forming an aspect of Saturn. In Aquarius today, which um, is its domicile, traditionally um, also associated with Uranus. In later teachings, when Uranus was discovered, many uh, years after you know the original founders of astrology, you know they only focused on the visible planets. Um, Uranus wasn't discovered until the eighteen hundreds um, or seventeen hundreds. Excuse me. But anyhow, with the moon in Aquarius as the sun enters Gemini, we're just like I'm doing right now. It's a lot of chatter. It's a lot of talk. And when it's squaring off with Uranus in Taurus and the North Node in Taurus, it's just kind of making us feel like Taurus energy just kind of wants us to chill, relax, isn't so concerned about like being super progressive, would rather just enjoy the comforts and the beauty and luxury, fine dining, um, all about comfort and, and slow living, which is a beautiful thing, because Uranus makes, um, it's like, a, I'm, I'm imagining like a pinwheel um, blowing in the wind, just going and going, it always has to be progressive and forward moving, and, and also very stubborn in their beliefs too, and that's the fixed axis, um, any square occurs on a similar axis in that regard, so it's like this stubbornness maybe we're feeling too, as we're entering um this gemini season um but i also just wanted to know um before i went into a ton of mercury stuff and the sun in gemini um i was watching hairspray last night and it had me thinking that was also another time saturn was in aquarius so if you've ever seen that movie you know if you're into musicals that is it is just as much about um the ending of segregation and the importance of integration and black rights, and, of course, Nikki Blonsky, too, as a big girl and just embracing beauty in all shapes and sizes. Um, So I feel like that's, of course, themes we're seeing all over again with this Saturn and Aquarius trans. I was watching it um, and really thinking, like, wow, do times... (laughs) It's these themes come up over and over, so I just, before I get into it, I just wanted to note that, you know, that the themes of revolutionary change. So, with the Sun moving into Gemini and this Mercury retrograde happening back, you know, of course, going backwards, the um, sign of Gemini is associated with the planet Mercury. So Mercury is considered to be in attendance to the Sun. Um, that is, since it's the closest to the sun, it moves the quickest, so it's definitely a follower archetype, not a leader, because again, it's so quick, um, that it just is right up on the sun, just kind of like this little kid in a sense, um, but not necessarily a child, Mercury, but it's, it's, it is like a younger energy for sure, um, because Mercury can also be kind of, like, argumentative in archetypal history, um, when we think about, like, Hermes, Trismegistus, um, like, the idea of, like, discord and conflict, um, like, inviting that, not necessarily in a way to create, like, warfare, like, same, that's definitely a more Mars thing, um, Mercury energy is very quick-witted, um, Neither a malefic or a benefic in traditional astrology, so malefic is bad, benefic is good. Mercury kind of exists in this middle ground playing both sides of the fence. So Mercury can definitely be like a menace in influence in that regard. Um, So when I do chart interpretations, I like to see Mercury as far away from the Sun as possible. Um, Because I I see someone who's able to discern their ego-based needs from their intellect. See, we perceive reality through our intellect, Um, natally... I have my son nearly exactly conjunct. It's not quite Kazemi because I, I think a Kazemi has to be within like a few. It's um, I'm spacing right now, but it's it's minutes. It has to be within a minute to be minutes to be considered a Kazemi. But anyway, I have it in like a combustion is what they call it. Um, so it's like I said, we perceive reality through our intellects, right? Um, our reality, our ego, when we can't really separate our ego from our intellect, it's really difficult for us to discern our ego-based needs, like those really Freudian, just simple rea- you know, reality here as we see it now, um, in our intellect, Mercury, when they're really, really close to each other, like we're about to experience as Mercury continues to retrograde in Gemini, um it's tough, but at the same time, it also allows integration, Um, you know, it's like, you really say what you mean, though, Um, people whose intellect is pretty far from their sun sign, their, you know, when their Mercury is far away from their sun sign, I I do envy that in a lot of regards, because um, again, I, I really see someone who has great discernment, and so I guess what I'm trying to say is, as the Gemini sun forms such a tight, Cazini to Mercury just as it enters it, Um, it's really a great time to examine our relationship with money and material things as Mercury will retrograde back into Taurus, and those are kind of more the Taurus themes, like I said, money, material things, just being comfortable in our pleasures of life, so we have it. Um, this conjunction of the Sun and Mercury and Gemini at zero degrees, so that's a critical degree point. Um, So it's really asking us to just take in that spirit, that vitalization of energy that Gemini kind of represents. Um, So with the mercurial themes I was talking about, I think about the magician card in tarot, and I recently was reminded of um, a book. It's called Made in Heaven Freddie Mercury and the Tarot. It was written by Craig Pesco, and like me, he really has a deep connection with Freddie spiritually. Um, and he's actually a very successful impersonator. He's met Peter Freestone several times. Um, he was That was Freddie's personal assistant. <laughs> um, and I actually reached out to him at the start of the month, basically just to see if he'd respond, and he, and he did. At, and um, anyhow, we, we briefly discussed our disappointment in Bohemian Rhapsody and how they didn't even really touch upon like the magic of what Freddie Mercury really means, right? And that's why I'm discussing this, even though... Um, Freddie Mercury was a Virgo he was very much a Mercury ruled planet so we're talking about Gemini sun right now but I I just want to talk about like mercurial themes and the magician card is very much attached to just like the energy of Mercury in general not necessarily um, exclusively in Gemini or in Virgo just kind of like the planet of Mercury anyhow um, like I was saying this Gentleman Craig Pesco wrote a book where he's kind of making connections between the tarot and Freddie Mercury. Um, but he discusses in it how it's commonly believed that the tarot originated somewhere between India and Persia and was introduced to the Europeans by bohemians, you know, bohemian rhapsody. Um, They were gypsies who immigrated there from India via Egypt, so um, traveling through that land, of course. Um, So we can look back in history, and I think the first definitive references to tarot date back to like the 1300s, late 1300s. Um, So when you think about that, um, Freddie Mercury and the tarot, and the fact that just if you look back in history, um, his heritage is... Um that he's of Parsi descent, and they were a group of Persians who escaped prosecution um in the tenth century a d for the safety of India. so they immigrated in like the same pattern. So uh, I just think it's it's amazing when i when I think of Freddie Mercury and the magic that he brought in his life of very like he was like a like a living incarnation to Hermes Trismegistus, like, I really do feel that way, like, I, I, I view the legacy of Freddie Mercury, like, in the same regard as I view, like, those other, like, the the magician, like, he was truly um, a magician, and, and I feel like Craig Pesco in his book really did touch upon that very well, um, and just the symbolism, too, of how Freddie's mic stand um, just, like, looked like a, a wand, like, in uh, Zoro Oster, and his, um, that is, he's the... The god, or the the de- well, not necessarily the god, but like the the head figure of Zoroastrianism. Anyhow, um, the way he poses too just looks very much like 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 the magi, like the um, just magic, just magic in general, right? Um, and how over the centuries we've kind of just gotten detached from that. Um, not everyone, of course. Those who still practice Zoroastrianism are very much in in touch with whatever that entails for them. But anyhow, uh, Mercury is, again, traditionally the ruler of the zodiac signs, Virgo and Gemini. So that's mutable energy. They're agreeable. um, But that versatility is so important. Um, Like playing both sides of the fancy, well, like turning Mercury, um, Again, with his black and white alter ego he had there, like from the like the early to mid '70s, um, and he'd even have like costumes designed with like wings on the ankles, just like Hermes. Um, so I just felt really compelled to kind of touch upon the magician card specifically, um, kind of like as a pull for this week, um, really integrating that the polarities of life, um, and just really realizing that there's beauty in kind of playing both sides of the fence, if you will. I think that's like what, like Mercury, the archetype as like a psychopomp, kind of being like a guide to the underworld and working with both this, you know, the different sides. Um, I think that's so important to acknowledge Um, for me personally in my spiritual journey because again I think I started this off by saying that spirituality and astrology aren't synonymous but we experience it in really different ways and I think there's something about Mercury that that quick wit um, really wants us to just think outside of the box and and really question things and like I said, um, even though it's in adherence to the sun, it's like always kind of like questioning the sun. Though. Always, like I kind of imagine it like that kid kind of like poking at you, like, hey, 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 what do you mean? What do you? I want, a, I want an answer. I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. Da da, da, da. So, I, I love that energy though. I I really think it's like this, um, just like childlike joy, um, that again, Freddie Mercury for me personally really um, invited a lot of that energy into my life. Uh, Just as a quick side note, it started um, in two thousand fourteen. I got a tattoo of a fairy in memoriam for my grandmother, but quickly it just all fell down on me really rapidly. Like all these, um, all of a sudden. I mean, I was always interested in Freddie Mercury and always like thought Queen was a great band, no doubt. um, But. It was never like an obsession like it quite became once I got the fairy tattoo all of a sudden like things in my life like really shifted very quick and speaking of um Scorpio it was the Scorpio new moon in 2014 where all of a sudden like my life it was just like it it just changed pace so rapidly and a couple months later um I had this like kind of revelation of like Freddie Mercury was all of a sudden like my spirit guide essentially and Um, he's led me to so many discoveries as far as, like, what mercurial themes entail in life. Um, in fact, I have a caduceus tattoo as well, and I got that tattoo just to, like, represent the rising polarities, um, of life, integrating that into one spirit, um, and and really recognizing that there's beauty in combining both the masculine and the feminine, and I think, like, in modern days, we've kind of exhausted those terms, and, and maybe will reconcile some of that and I, and I feel like as a total I mean this is a little side note but another real hope of mine with astrology is um you know that argument between the difference between tropical and side real um, I, I truly feel when I when I look at Freddie and I's charts like compared to each other um I feel like there are some really cool aspects that if you Look at it from either a tropical or a sidereal sign because of the way our um, sun sign degrees are. Um, when Freddie was growing up in India, side-real astrology, he, he was a Leo. That's just how it works because of the degree difference. So Freddie grew up until he moved to England, basically going about life as a Leo. I'm a Leo Sun. Um, in tropical astrology, meaning I would be like a Cancer and, and side reel. But anyhow, um, for Freddie to when he moved here in 1964, um, here, excuse me, when he moved to the Western world, I should say to England um, in 1964, um, it was like a, a rebirth for him. And and I think like what it, what a cool mercurial theme too, kind of like like that psychopomp theme, like I was just saying, kind of playing both sides of the fence. Um, so, just to tie it back to the present moment, I just really, excuse me, felt compelled to discuss Freddie because he's he's just such a beautiful, mercurial figure. And again, when I got my Caduceus tattoo, it wasn't because I'm a nurse. I get that comment a lot. It's all you got that because you're a nurse? I'm like, I always love it. It's like, no, I got it because I'm very hermetic. In my beliefs, and I got it to honor the legacy of Freddie Mercury. I don't go into all that. I, I, I don't. I, I do like to clarify that I did not get this Caduceus tattoo because I'm a nurse. I got it because I believe in hermeticism and I believe in all things mercurial and embracing the polarities of life. But as above, so below. Anyhow, um, I just. You know, as we have this Mercury retrograde in Gemini bringing us back to Taurus right well, um so like in any- uh system of astrology we're we're going like in between and back and forth and they they exist in um similar tandem you know I'm trying to because it's it's mathematics side real astrology is definitely. Um, more accurate as far as its um, association with like the actual star constellations, but tropical astrology leans more into the seasonal changes. And for me personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think especially when people from the Western world are trying to say that sidereal astrology is more valid than Western astrology, I really think that's misplaced. I really think that's also ignorant. It gets me very frustrated when I see people on like Twitter and TikTok like ha- trying to make that conversation. But anyhow, um, one day I really have this like grandiose belief that somehow I'm gonna like figure out this key between the difference between Freddie and Ice charts and how that there's like this big like show of like how what what how we can consolidate like what the um, the difference is between like how can we integrate like the seasonal. Um, Flow of how tropical astrology works with the more astronomically accurate um, transits of sidereal. Anyhow, um, with Mercury integrating back into Taurus, we're not so preoccupied with all these like lofty thoughts. Maybe we'll just kind of come back more to the present moment, um, being more in our self interest rather than being so preoccupied with the other um, Gemini is a double-bodied sign mutable air so it's like all about socialization so I'm like again right now with the moon and Aquarius I'm feeling like super chatty right now but this can be overstimulating. so hopefully um by Sunday May 22nd maybe we'll just like slow down a bit once Mercury finally enters Taurus because we've been dealing with like this Mercury and uh Gemini and its dignity for a while so it's it's been tough it's been really um chatty and lofty like right after such a heavy Scorpio moon um but we're we're all feeling like compelled to like chit chat all the time even despite all that heaviness so it's like there's just like no recovery period so maybe like hopefully this weekend kind of feels like a a recovery period with Mercury entering Taurus um so we also have that last quarter moon happening um it'll be Pisces squaring off with the sun in Gemini. So again, we had so many Pisces things going on for quite a while now that uh, Jupiter and Neptune in conjunction we had in April was very, very significant um, historically as far as how often it occurs. So we've just been dealing so much with the other, so much with like worrying about transcendence in the regard of like spiritual attainment um, and it's been exhausting, honestly. Um, So I guess it's interesting to note too, this last quarter moon, um, when the sun will still be in Gemini um, on June 20th, we'll experience the same exact last quarter moon again. Um, So it's kind of like, you know, when we talk about uh, a black moon, like a new moon happening twice, we don't really talk about like the fact that like, quarter moons and and things like that can also happen twice um in a month too so it's not um it's not in a calendar month per se but it's going to be in gemini season so like you think about like gemini season as a month see um so if you kind of like change your mindset instead of thinking of like that kind of traditional julian calendar think about it like in, in terms of the sun season Um, So again, that's right before the summer solstice, June 20th. So right now, I I feel like um, with this mutable energy, it's like we're really trying to integrate our intellectual, ego-based needs of being heard and speaking. Um, But we're also just trying to live (laughs) because Pisces often is about death and we're really just trying to like fight that axis of just just going with the flow man um it's been tough honestly so uh the good news though is that with the sun in Gemini it'll form a sextile to Jupiter and Aries on Monday on May 23rd um so with our intellectual self the sun Being in Gemini, forming a nice aspect to the Sun—I mean, um, to the planet of luck, Jupiter, um, the Great Benefic. Even though Jupiter is not like crazy about being in Aries, I feel like it does. Like there's like this excitement at least um, where we've been kind of like dredging for a while, like in this sorrow. Like especially again that Scorpio full moon really took me out personally. So I feel like there's there is like this lightness, this kind of like going forward that we've really been able to experience. Um, So the Mercury retrograde in Taurus though will be forming a sextile to Mars and Pisces and that'll be the very last bit of Mars and Pisces on May 23rd. So with that um, movement of Mercury back into Taurus, we're really looking to build deeply rooted foundations. We don't wanna be so impulsive. Pisces too really likes that comfort um, so before um or as Mars is in the last bit of Pisces, it's like reminding us that our actions really need to be deeply rooted. That's Taurus, um, Mars two and Pisces, so our actions, um, they they really need to be built upon great foundation where peace and harmony is the main focus. Um So, you know, with the sun in Gemini, we've had so much fast paced and it's kind of like a return back to that slower bit of Taurus for a bit. Um, So I think it's just really important for us to reflect on (laughs) just being, you know, present just being totally present um, with that Mercury and Taurus. Um, So let's see here. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second, but anyhow, um, we also have Mars entering Aries. Like I said, that was the last bit of Mars in Pisces. Um, So on May 24th, we have Mars entering Aries beginning the search for the self all over again, as Aries is the first sign of the zodiac and the natural ruler of Mars. Um, It's a fiery sign, so it can definitely feel more aggressive and forward, but I think it's really a time we can benefit from. Because like I was just saying, we've been dealing with tons of water energy for quite a while now. Um, Mars loves taking initiative in Aries. It's the first sign of the zodiac, but there can also be like a certain bravado about its behavior, actually, I'll just bring up Tim, because he was texting me, and I, I was totally silly and forgot to mute my phone, but um, I was bringing, I was reviewing, I always, okay, so my main sources when I do this are Alan Oken's astrology book, and Chris Brennan's Hellenistic astrology course, um, so I was reviewing Alan Oken's astrology book, um, and it said something so oddly specific about Aries energy, um, you know, Mars entering Aries, And it said something, like, so specific, like, that relates to Tim. It said um, that he's my fiancé. If you didn't know, Tim's my fiancé. But anyhow, um, it said something like, Aries can be skilled craftsmen, especially in metalwork. And I was like you know, I've read the book before, but I was going back to to prepare for this, and I, I saw that, and I'm like, what? Because he, that's what he does, is he builds um, architectural metals for, like, custom frames for, um, like, buildings, like, it could be, like, a Taco Bell, it could be, like, a law firm, but it's basically what, the, it's, like, custom jobs for, um that they have to, like, cut metal, uh, it's, it's metal work, so I was like, what? That's so weird, he's an Aries son, and this book, like, what? This is weird. Anyhow, but that's, that's Mars. It's like the masculine. It's, it's the, the bravado. Anyhow, he's texted me, showing me like, oh, look at this metalwork. But anyhow, that was my own fault. Um, so shout out to Tim. He's probably one of the few that's actually listening at this point. So I love you any, anyhow, um, that's Mars and Aries though. It's just all about, um, picking up the pace, uh, and, doing things like an emergence of self-expression, so I'm excited, um, because, uh, later, too, um, I'll talk about this more in another podcast, I'll be winding down right now, but, um, we also have Venus entering Taurus on May 28th, so that's, it's, it's really cool, actually, because we'll also have, um, Mercury stationing direct, um, so it'll go back into Gemini for a bit, too, and I feel like that'll be a lot better of an energy than this Mercury retrograde we've had in Gemini. So we'll have a lot of planets in domicile um, in June. I think that's really going to be cool. I think June is going to feel a lot better, and um, we're really going to have an opportunity to like enjoy the beginning of our summer. I, I, really, I think that's going to be cool. Um, I'm excited, honestly. Venus in Taurus um, is all about, like, luxury, too, so with the North Node and Taurus, and Uranus and Taurus, um, we'll also have kind of, like, a cool balance of, like, just kind of going, you know, at a slower pace in the regard of just, like, enjoying, like, more the luxury things in life, um, and we really need that right now, and with Mars and its domicile in Aries, too, it'll be, like, this great, um, like, forwardness about it as well, where, like, with the planets in domicile, um, especially again, like in June, the beginning of June, we'll have, um, Mercury station direct, so we'll also have Mercury in Gemini again in its domicile shortly, um, and, and, again, like I just said, that energy hopefully will be a lot lighter, um, because, like, I opened this up with, um, on the concept of losing my marbles, <laughs> I, I really think that's kind of like what, when we have all these planets coming into their domicile soon, um, it's, it's really gonna, it's gonna feel more comfortable. It'll feel like a we won't be so like at odds with like every certain or an uncertain thing in life. Um, because it's been tough. It's, it's really, really been tough. And I'm so excited to hopefully, um, continue to see these things because that's the thing about, um, especially like the, trans-Saturnarian planets of like Uranus and Neptune we can't really predict those kind of planets influence in our lives and I think that's where like the unpredictability um we just kind of have to embrace it like in any of these interpretations or predictions like I've said this whole time I'm just giving meaning to the meaningless don't take it personal if it doesn't come out the way I said it would man it's not that serious like calm down I'm over it god like relax (laughs) Honestly, like I, I just I just feel like humor, um in Mercury in Gemini for like this last little bit as the sun um continues forward in Gemini. It's it's kind of a cool balance we have right now, guys. Um, I'm excited. I think I think things feel a little bit better this week, don't they? Um we're just trying to like make light of it and that's okay. Like if you feel like like that uncomfortable laugh in the face of adversity. Um finding your lost marbles, right? Um, being like hermes Trismegistus and playing both sides of the fence, being psychopomp between the different worlds and Freddie Mercury being like the coolest magician that ever was and how Bohemian Rhapsody like really didn't do that. And that's another whole like pipe dream of mine. One day is maybe somehow being involved in this project of like resurrecting his legacy in the regard of him just like truly being a freaking magic person. Like there's so much evidence Um, of him like being totally aware of like the influence of the occult and the esoteric on his life like Freddie was totally totally aware of that and one day i'll rectify that and hopefully you can be a part of that process because that's all things mercury baby we got a lot of mercury going on i hope you're excited i'm excited i hope you have a great rest of your week Um, i'll meet you next time i hope you have a great rest of your day thanks for tuning in and you can always reach out too so i'm at absurdist underscore astrology on instagram i always want to invite people um if you're listening at this point any questions concerns comments reach out i like the feedback i've enjoyed doing this Um, thank you open lines radio for hosting this as always until next time